When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of Building Family Foundations. And our goal in this uh, radio show is to be able to assist families in uh, building better relationships and uh, healthier homes. And we have a variety of experts. And uh, one of the experts that we have today is probably very well known to the people in Cedarburg. Uh, he's a detective with our Cedarburg Police Department. And Ryan Fitting has been doing that for 15 years, haven't you? I have. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, you're a, re- you're a resident of Cedarburg, but you've been a resident of Cedarburg for a long time. Give us a little background, huh? Yeah, so I grew up in Cedarburg, um, went to public school, went to private school um, in Cedarburg, did my high school years at Milwaukee Lutheran in Milwaukee, and then I went to Concordia University where I got my bachelor degree and got hired shortly after that with the Cedarburg Police Department. I did patrol for about 12 years, uh, got promoted to detective, and I'm doing the uh, detective bit. We have two detectives on our department. One basically handles the adult crimes, and I handle the juvenile crimes. And because of that, I'm in the schools. Um, it's just easier to be have an office in the high school. It's just easier to be in the high schools and connected with the kids that I might be dealing with or want to not deal with. Um, so um, I've also did some online schooling and some police academy. So that's where... So it got me up to today. Great. And um, we just have a wonderful group of people on that Cedarburg Police Department. Um, I've had the privilege of being their chaplain for about 15 years, and uh, they are just amazing. Uh, They really, really care for people. So we're here today, and we're going to be talking about some of the um, current issues that maybe would be going on in in our community and in our schools and um, might be eye-opening for some people. Uh, we live in, in Ozaki County, and, and it's a great county, and it's a great place to uh, raise children. Uh, we've been noted in a, a number of surveys uh, around the country uh, to be a, an ideal place 
to raise families. But there's no place that's a perfect place. So what are some of the issues that you are currently seeing? Well, since I started working in the school, my eyes have been opened. Um, I think it's a unique opportunity that I get, or whoever the school resource officer is, to kind of see what's going on behind the scenes. And a lot of this stuff doesn't make it outside of the schools because juveniles, they're sealed records, everything's private. But um, some of the the more non-criminal things that we're seeing a lot in the schools is, is vaping. Vaping is a big issue. Um, so, you know, we're finding kids using the vapes in the school, bringing them to school. Um, in the community, we're finding them. Um, and, you know, because of it, I'm teaching, every year I'm teaching a health class where I'll go into the health classes. There's four blocks in a day, so I'll do a black day and an orange day and speak to the freshmen in health class about vaping. I'm not an expert at it, but I have some background knowledge of what it does to you and what you're inhaling. Yeah. You know, uh, when e-cigarettes and the like came out, I think they were really kind of marketed for people who are smoking and were looking to either stop smoking or stop ingesting, you know, the tar and so forth. Do you find that the young people who are vaping are those who were smoking or is this a whole new trend? Yeah, I don't I don't find that at all. I, I find it is a new trend. I, I think they were under the understanding, as kind of all of us were, that this is a healthy alternative to smoking. In fact, in three years that I've been in the school, I have not seen cigarettes. So these kids are not coming to school with cigarettes. Uh, they're coming with vapes. Now, how old do you have to be to buy these things? You have to be 18, just like cigarettes. Okay. Yeah. And are, is this something that 17, 16, 15-year-olds are getting their hands on? Yeah, this it's in the middle school. I've seen it in the middle school, um, but it's primarily in the high school, and um, they're doing it in the bathrooms. Some of them are doing it in class. Um, there's sometimes there's not a scent to it that you can pick up on, or if there is a scent, it's it dissipates so quickly. Um, you know, they'll hide it under their sleeves, and just looks like they're. You know, when you put your head down and they come up and they're actually vaping. So there's all kinds of scenarios of when it when they're doing it. But um, I always heard, maybe you heard popcorn lung. And uh, I, I always wondered what that was. And there was a parent engagement series at the CPAC that I attended with a pediatrician. And there's a chemical in vaping, especially the flavored um, vape juice, called, and I might be mispronouncing it, but it's called Dicetel, something like that. But this chemical was in microwave popcorn, and it was in the butter flavoring. And the factory workers that made it were getting sick because of that chemical, which they then said it was giving them popcorn lung, which is the scarring of the air sacs, which thickens and then narrows passage air passageways. So when you're inhaling these the vape juice, you're inhaling that chemical that is giving you popcorn lung. And um, apparently when you're vaping, you're also ingesting metal material because these vapes are metal and battery material because they're run on batteries. So they're finding that they are worse than cigarettes. So uh, what happens to someone in, in middle school or high school who's you know, caught with this? Well, we 
I, since I've started, it's been a zero tolerance with us for vaping. If you have a vape at school, if you have a vape in the community and you're underage, it's the same with smoking a cigar or a cigarette. Um, you get a citation, and there's school consequences. School consequences can um, be anything from a detention to a suspension. Um, if they're athletes, they lose points on their um, – you know, they get a certain amount of points for athletics. They can miss parts of their season. Uh, and if they get a citation from us, which they will, um, mom and dad and the kid and will, and probably the school, if they're involved, will go see a judge privately and we'll talk about the case. It can be issued a fine, um, community service hours. They might have to write a two-page paper as to why vaping is bad. There's a whole gamut that the judge can use, but it's it's a process and it's a, it becomes a lot of work for the person that gets caught with it. So hopefully they think about not doing it. Yeah. So we're taking it serious here in the community. We are. Well, you know, it, it's been it's been deemed a a crisis, a vaping crisis in the United States. There's been nine fatalities so far, and 530 illnesses just from vaping. Wow. Um. Go through your your typical day um, as a resource detective with uh, with schools. There, well, there isn't one. Okay, um, but I'll get into school um, before school starts, and I'm at the high school typically. I service three elementary schools, the middle school, and then first Emmanuel school. Um, just depending on the day, if there's nothing going on, I'll. Uh, I'll walk the halls, I'll, I'll go to the entrances of the school, um, greet kids, I'll uh, talk to administration, see if there's anything that's going on. But at any given moment, a teacher or a counselor or somebody else could come down and say, hey, uh, we have a student that's suffering some type of mental in- illness um, that we need to discuss, or um, this student was just caught vaping in the bathroom. Um, it, it just... You never know when it's going to happen. And then on top of that, things that happen in the community on the weekends. You know, we might we might go to a party on the weekend and a bunch of high school kids were, you know, caught up in that. And so now we're dealing with that all week, um, getting people informed and um, following up on investigations that are referred to me from Child Protective Services, Um So there's a whole gamut of things that I take care of. And primarily I do it at the high school, which is really nice because I'm available to the staff and the students at the same time. So what's um, people who are listening might think, oh, boy, there goes the heavy, you know, detective fittings, the heavy guy. And what's the relationship like with the kids? I have a a good relationship with, I wouldn't say a lot of the kids. um, at Cedarburg High School and at the middle school, definitely all the elementary schools just love the police. Um, but the middle school and the high school, when I'm in my office working, I have my doors typically always open, and I'll have kids um, in passing stop in. I've got I've got a basketball hoop in my office. They'll come shoot a couple shots before class starts. Um, got a couple kids that are into basketball like I am, so we'll talk about the Bucks. Um, we'll talk about the Packers. Um, you know, just kids will come in that have something in common with me and they just keep doing it every day. And then those same kids and their friends will come in when they have problems, you know, Hey, talk to detective fitting is a good guy. And so people I don't even know will come to my office and, you know, disclose something and then we'll work, work through it. So it's kind of neat when they stop in, 
and I'm able to uh, help in that way. And we have another uh, officer who works uh, second shift, really, with the schools. Yep, Officer Nathan Butzler. Um, in April, I think he's got five years on, but in April of 2018, he was appointed the school safety officer, which was a position that was created jointly between the city of Cedarburg and the school district, Cedarburg School District. And the need to have another school resource officer was found to be on second shift. So Officer Butzel will come in at uh, about 2 o'clock. He'll check in with me at the high school, and then he'll um, service all the schools in the city, including First Emanuel and the community, if there's an event. And you'll see him at basketball games, football games, soccer games, um, school board meetings, uh, banquets. There's he's, he's roaming the halls. He's checking on doors for security and that presence. And uh, he's available to staff, students, and the community as well. Excellent. Um, we're coming up on break time now, aren't we? I'm looking over at uh, Jeff, uh, my extraordinary director, and we're going to be back with Detective Fitting. And when we come back, we want to talk about school safety and what kind of advice Detective Fitting has for you, the parent. And welcome back to Building Family Foundations. I'm your host, Randy Roche, and we're pleased to have with us Detective Ryan Fitting of the Cedarburg Police Department. And we are talking uh, about some school issues that are going on right now. Um, we're going to shift gears. Uh, when, we, when we think of schools and we, and we think of police officers, I think safety really comes into mind. And, you know, ever since the whole Columbine tragedy, uh, we've been as a community, as school districts, uh, as police departments, really working together to try to make sure these things don't happen. But if they do happen, uh, that that we can do the best possible job to provide safety for those who work and and learn in our in our schools. So um, when Columbine happened, it was it was kind of the the police and first responders showed up. And really, the the rule at the time was, when things settle down, we get into the school, right? Get as many kids out, and then go into the school. And things have really shifted. Yeah, correct. They that's what they did at Columbine. They they uh, set up a perimeter and waited, and that was something new to law enforcement. That was something new to everybody. So, how to react? There wasn't a plan in place, and, and now there is. Um, now, when something like this would happen, the Cedarburg Police Department and, and all of the police departments and the Sheriff's Department in this county are trained to go and stop the threat. So it used to be even waiting for two to three to four guys to go in, and then you went in together. Now it's we go in by ourselves and see if we can stop the threat. And that's something that we've been practicing with our active shooter program um, with Lieutenant McNerney for, and the Ozaki County active shooter team for years now. Um, so 
and, and as a result of that, the school security has amped up. We've gotten um, bulletproof glass uh, because of Sandy Hook when the shooter just shot through the glass and, and walked through. Um, we've gotten cameras, and that comes into place with comes into effect with their new um, response options. The Cedarburg School District and First Emanuel has adopted called ALICE. ALICE stands for Alert, Lockdown, Inform, Counter, and Evacuate. Um, the old way of doing things was with an active shooter um, to lock down. And everybody kind of knows what lockdown was, is lock your door and hide in a corner. And lockdown, um, I believe that originated in the 70s in California um, when there was drive-by shootings. And when that would occur, the schools and buildings would all get to the floor and lock down until that drive-by shooting had passed. And so we kind of adopted it in this regard and got in the corner. But now um, all the schools in in Cedarburg have adopted Alice, and and what that is is its response options for an active shooter event, and um, it just basically means instead of hiding in the corner, um, you have options. You can you can counter if somebody gets into that room. We're throwing things at the bad guy, whatever it is, whatever's there. Um, if the bad guy is in the field house and you're in the opposite end of the school, you can evacuate. That's an option now. You can leave the building. Um, and another option is to barricade. So if you are locked in a classroom, you can't get out, you can barricade it, put desks, um, anything to stop anybody from getting in the door. So the res- response options has been a valuable transition uh because of these school shootings. Yeah. So rather than, you know, we talk about fight or flight, but then there's also freeze. You know, it seems like we had we had been teaching just freeze where you are and, and hold your breath and just hope someone goes by. But now the idea is to be active. Right. You know, I mean, fight for your life, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're practicing it. Every school in Cedarburg, um, all of the staff members have been trained in a scenario like this as if they were students um, and it's really good for them. We we go in with, um, we simulate an active shooter or the police wear a red man suit, which is a padded suit. And we come in with a, a Nerf gun to simulate a real gun. And we breach classrooms and we have the teachers react, whether it's, you know, countering by throwing things at the uh, shooter to, to screw up their train of thought. And hopefully you can subdue that person um, to exiting the building just so that the teachers are familiar and have practiced something like this in case a real event would occur. Yeah. From what I understand, studies have shown, even if you have a, a someone who's a trained sharpshooter, that if you disrupt them by throwing things at them, um, everybody is disrupted, no matter how trained you are. Yes. And and your, your uh, percentages of, of survival are much greater. Right. And we've, we've trained, um, you know, We've trained with the Nerf guns. We will go into a room and we'll do the traditional lockdown that we used to train. Afterwards, we'll ask the teachers how many of them got hit with the Nerf gun, and you know, probably over fifty percent of them would raise their hand. And then we'll go in a second time and have them throw things at the shooter. And after that scenario, we'll ask them who all got shot with the Nerf gun, and those numbers went down every single time. Man, um, okay, so you do these in the schools. Do you get feedback from the parents? 
we have not um, well we ha- we do get feedback um, and that usually goes to the administration and from what I hear from the administration is very very few of them complain about it um, a great majority are happy that we're training this way and and the staff also the staff you know they have a little anxiety when they go through these trainings because teachers aren't you know this isn't something they went to school for um, but afterwards they're very grateful that they've gone through it and and have some options on how to react but you're always going to get you know a few that think that this is causing more anxiety um, for their children and that maybe it shouldn't be covered at all but it's just our answer to that is it's it's the times we live in in fact today um, California had a school shooting I'm not sure the exact extent of it but I mean it's it's not commonplace it's very rare but it's occurring yeah. so what do you what do you say to a parent uh, if they contacted you and said you know I understand why we're doing these things but my my child seems to be anxious about it what would you suggest they say to their child well we we have modified situations like that um, you know one size fits all isn't the case for anything I'm learning, especially in the school environment. So um, with parents, I think it would just be me educating them more, you know, than the typical email that they may get that today we went through a lockdown. Um, Maybe I I run them through exactly what's happening and what their children are experiencing and what kind of options they're given now to, you know, um, hopefully let them get through an incident should it occur. And I think that would be enough for some for a parent to understand what we're trying to do. Right. I, I grew up, Jeff, you're too young for this, and so are you a detective. But I, I grew up in that uh, Cold War era, and uh, I remember hiding under our desk uh, for an atomic attack practice because you know that desk was going to protect you from anything. But I, you know, I don't know if we came out scarred. Um, I think it was, like you say, it was a sign of the times and it was on the news and our parents did talk about that and, and they did say, hey, you know, everyone who can protect you is doing their best to protect you and, and that's all that we're doing. Yep. So let's let's do this. What kind of advice would you have to parents uh, overall just on, on any subject um, that, that you would like to pick? Uh, social media. That would be my number one. Um, my advice for parents is to just stay connected with their kids and and know who they're hanging out with, who's in their friend group, and what apps are on their phone, and what are they telling their their um, their friends, and what kind of information are they receiving? Because I'm I'm getting cases of sexting, which is you know in the end child pornography and a crime, and and not only that is it's the bullying and the police can go back on these phones and get messages that are deleted, and these kids don't know that. But it used to be when I went to high school, if you got bullied, you got bullied at high school. When you left, you were safe. But now you get home from school and you have your social media and you're connected to your phone and it never stops. So that would be my suggestion is limit screen time, know what they're doing, and, uh, and just stay connected in that way. Yeah. What, are, what other areas? would you want to give advice to parents? Um, mental health. It, you know, a lot of times we're, we're finding that, that kids are struggling with 
whether it's school, friends, boyfriends, or girlfriends, and it, it just spirals, and they may self-medicate. And really what they need is someone to talk to. And if a parent can't be that person, it's important that they find another adult, whether it's in the building of their school or a therapist of some sort, to help them guide them through all of these emotions, especially that high school brings with all the stress. So I know you're. I know you're not going to be a spokesman for the entire Cedarburg Police Department, but just from you know the chair where you sit, what do you what do you see coming down the line as far as um, responsibilities of police officers and so forth? Because there's stuff going on now that you wouldn't have guessed even 15 years ago when you came on. The implications of social media, the whole vaping that we talked about. How do you guys kind of look out in the future and say this is coming? Well, we need these young guys that are coming up in the police force to kind of lead the way on that. Um, there are schools that we go to, um, and there are training announcements that we, we take advantage of, but I see technology um, being one of those aspects where technology is changing, and um, that's something we need to keep keep up with. Yeah, and, that, and that's not just for the kids. Uh, that's for adults, yes. right? Because we're finding uh, people losing their identity and uh, they're finding themselves in financial trouble and legal trouble. So well, that could be another story. That could be another uh, show here yeah. is the uh, financial crimes aspect and elderly scams. I think we might put that down for the future since we're running out of time right now. So I do want to say thank you um, to uh, Detective Fitting for taking the time to be with us, tell us what's going on in the community and especially with our young people. And uh, thank you to the whole police department for the, all the care that you do. Jeff Messerman, you are the engineer, director, producer extraordinaire. This is Randy Roche uh, signing off for Building Family Foundations, and may God bless your family. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>